Well, good morning. Today, uh, Sunday, February 21st, thankful for your presence uh, with us, uh, even virtually, uh, recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as God calls and gathers us, even in our homes, uh, even around a screen. Uh, yet he continues to work uh, through his word and through the gift of the table of grace and belonging. So uh, regardless of where you find yourself today, uh, we are, in a sense, as the church together, uh, one, a body, uh, baptized into Christ Jesus and saved through his shed blood and resurrection. And we give thanks for that. He continues to work in our lives. A couple of announcements, though, before we do begin this morning's worship. And hopefully you had the opportunity to print off uh, the news and notes, uh, which is distributed with the worship uh, service uh, on our email uh, that goes out every weekend. Uh, a couple things I want to make note of for you. First, uh, the office will be open this week. All right. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, glad to be back uh, as it is uh, in the saddle. And uh, uh, don't forget to reach out to us uh, via phone or email or text if you have a need that we can help uh, meet this week. Uh, that being said, we are going to attempt to uh, finish up the 2020 statements, uh, those giving statements, those investment statements of yours. Uh, that uh, you made uh, last year into the kingdom of God, but we hope to get those out to you uh, also this week in the mail. Um, so look for those to come soon. Um, also, uh, don't forget that uh, youth and students uh, today, uh, Kristen will be back online with you uh, via Zoom, uh, as well as Lutheranism 101. So uh, opportunities to participate at a couple different levels uh, for you today immediately following worship. And then lastly, a reminder, as uh, we are in the Lenten season, uh, that we are doing a 40 Days of Lent prayer challenge with one another. Uh, that is, every morning I am posting a prayer uh, that we can, as the church, pray together, that we can share uh, with others uh, via social media. Um, if you're not receiving those uh, prayer emails, uh, you can pick up those prayers on Facebook or uh, go to our website at hcdallas.org and uh, sign up. Uh, for the distribution list, and you'll have that opportunity uh, to choose the 40 days of prayer as one of those emails that you receive. Um, so hope you'll join us in that if you're not already doing so. Okay, uh, so I'll talk a little bit more about Lent uh, once we get to our time of uh, the message. But for now, I want to encourage you as you're able uh, to take uh, before you the uh, worship service, which we have distributed this week. We're going to begin uh, with our confession and assurance of God's love on page two. Uh, as the people of God. And so if you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, so let's go before the Lord and receive uh, his uh, rich blessings in life and faith. Page two of our service folder. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all God's people say, amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. 
Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with our opening hymn, Christ, the Life of All the Living. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as you gather us, uh, Lord, amongst our scattered abodes, our homes, um, we recognize and rejoice in your love for us in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We celebrate the forgiveness of sins and the reality, uh, the assurance of your love for us in him. We continue, uh, Lord, uh, to uh, leave our lives in your hands. We commend ourselves to you and those whom we love, trusting in your love for us and your purposes and plans for our good, the good of our neighbor, and to your glory. And so, Lord, we pray, uh, be present in our homes and in our lives, not just today, but in the week to come, and show us your will as we seek 
uh, Lord, to tell the world about your love for it. We love you and thank you for loving us. And in your son Jesus' name, all God's people say, amen. Well, we continue now with our responsive psalm on page four of the service folder and invite you at home, obviously, uh, to respond uh, to uh, this with me as I read through it with you. Psalm 25, one through 10, the psalmist says, teach me your paths. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to the steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading found on page 5 is from Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 18, the sacrifice of Isaac. And after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they both went of them, both of them went together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on that boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, And as the sand that is on the seashore, 
and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. This is the word of the Lord. All right, we continue with our gospel reading found on page 6. Gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 1 today, the baptism and temptation of Jesus. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, today, a little bit uh, change of order in that our praise team is off this weekend, and so we continue then uh, with another uh, hymn for today, uh, Lenten Hymn 423, Jesus, Refuge of the Weary. Would you bow your heads with me at home for a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, as we leave the uh, bitter week behind us and we enter into the uncertainty of the week ahead, we pray for your peace which surpasses all our understanding 
that it would guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and continue to assure us of your love and provision for us in our life of faith. Help us to see beyond our um, uh, personal circumstances, to see beyond the, the challenges of our communities around us, and to see you present in all of it uh, for them and for us, uh, for our forgiveness and for our salvation, but also for a life here and now with Jesus. So open our hearts and minds, Lord, to how you're working in our lives. Give us that spirit of joy and thanksgiving and the spirit of expectation. Um, of that you are doing a new thing and a good thing uh, for your creation and for your people. In your son's name we pray and all God's people say, amen. All right, well, grace and peace and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Give me an amen. All right, maybe your neighbors heard that (laughs) this morning. All right, so what an interesting week it has been, right? That is an understatement, isn't it? (laughs) I don't even know where to use this as a sermon illustration, and I'm not sure I really want to. So the pandemic, uh, the nation's uh, political problems, and now this walloping winter storm of 2021. I mean, the gifts just keep coming, don't they? (laughs) I'll just leave it at that for now. I mean, perhaps our experience will reveal itself uh, as a helpful sermon illustration later, Uh, but let's get on to today um, with today's text. And today is that first Sunday in Lent. Recall that though though we are in the season of Lent, our Sundays are separated. It's that little proposition, uh, in, I-N, Not Sundays of Lent, but Sundays in Lent, remaining for us little Easter's uh, on the build-up to Sunday, April 4th, that day of Easter 2021. But what I want to do with you, even though we don't have to, is actually to keep one foot in Lent, all right, and if you will, one foot in Easter, all right, using Sundays to touch upon these Lenten themes. Since we're not able to gather together uh, during the midweek, Uh, I think it's important that we continue, though, to go through it together uh, as a way, as a reminder uh, of the season we're in and the reason for the season, right, which is Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we're going to step into Lent, uh, but those steps are going to take us to Easter. All right. So uh, I hope that you have been able to use uh, the booklet, uh, which we distributed Uh, prior to the beginning of Lent, and uh, perhaps you've noticed if you've joined us in the 40 days of uh, prayer that uh, I am using scripture references from uh, each day uh, to drive the prayer theme uh, for that day. Sometimes my prayers are a little bit different than what the authors have written here, but if you have that before you, I would encourage you to open to page nine of the booklet, which I'm going to refer to um, this morning. Also, if you have the opportunity, uh, perhaps you have uh, your phone or your tablet or your Bible uh, before you, that you would open that up to Psalm 98. Uh, I'll be talking a little bit about that as well, because that is the scripture reference uh, for today. Uh, so looking then at page nine and looking at the theme for the day, a theme called God's holy arm. Let me go ahead and read for you Psalm 98 Uh, And then we'll go from there. The psalmist writes this. 
Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the sound of the horn. Make a joyful nor, uh, noise, uh, excuse me, uh, to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. Verse 6, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth, and he will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. All right, so that's the text from Psalm 98. But in particular, that verse that says, His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Now, hopefully those of you who are left-handed, right, don't think this is a biblical criticism of left-handed people. It's not. It's just that the right hand has been symbolic throughout all cultures, right? Not just uh, biblical cultures, but uh, has been a symbolic throughout all cultures, symbolic of strength, right? Um, it's a figure of speech, of course. Uh, but the meaning of our text today, uh, because it's not really going to matter which arm the Lord chooses to use, because what we're after is that he uses his arm, and his arm is used to turn us back to himself and it's in that turning that as the psalmist reminds us it's in that turning uh, that we offer thanksgiving for all that is ours in Christ Jesus right not because we have to but because we get to but because we want to as the people of God you know I think this got lost appropriately so in all the local news this past week but you may have seen, if you had an opportunity to even be online, um, if you had some sort of internet connection or power, but you may have seen this past week that uh, celebrity Ashley Judd revealed that she had had this harrowing accident uh, while on a, a hiking trip in the Congo. In fact, the accident was so bad, breaking her leg in several places, that if it were not for those who were around her and who stayed with her, for the 55 hours it took them to get her out into a place of safety, uh, she would have actually bled to death there in the middle of the jungle. But my point in sharing this anecdote is that Judd said that she wept with thanksgiving for those who saved her life, that her gratitude was so great for them that when she thought of what they had done for her personally, those heroic efforts and, and those who had comforted her or, or even carried her out of the rainforest, she was overwhelmed and overcome with gratitude. That's so why I might say that in an even greater way, Jesus does this caring, does this comforting for you and for me, that he takes our broken humanity, he takes our downcast spirits, he takes the burden of our sinful nature, he takes it all upon himself for us, on the cross, so that before our very eyes we experience the rescue of God at work for us. 
This week was difficult to give thanks for, wasn't it? In one sense, it was. I think it's been a challenge for even the most devoted to keep up a spirit of gratitude or thanksgiving over the past year, right? Let alone just this past week. So that's why the psalmist points us not to our personal or collective predicaments, uh, not to the waves and, and white caps which, which batter our boat, but to the greater things being done in and through Jesus for our sake today and for eternity. Some things we see, brothers and sisters, but many more which we do not. Because we're in a short-term survival mode, it's hard for us to think of long-term praise and thanksgiving, long-term discipleship as followers of Jesus. I mean, I can't make anyone listening or, or watching today do a, a 180 and be full of gratitude. But what I can do, uh, what you can do, uh, is keep before yourself, keep before myself uh, in the church these words of the Lord to us that are meant to sustain us and propel us forward as the people of God. That we have a resource, the Word, and are at our best when we return to that resource as much as possible. Think about it this way. Going back uh, to this uh, Lenten devotion, uh, which we're using on page 9, if you've had a chance even already to read uh, what the authors wrote for today. Um, on page 9, though, in the first paragraph, the author uh, references Colossians 2, All right, the letter from Apostle Paul to the church at Colossae. He references Colossians 2 and the fullness of Christ's deity. All right, um, It's picking up actually where Paul left off in Colossians 1. All right. And so let me read for you then that text from Colossians 1. It's just five verses. Uh, but it's a beautiful, uh, if you will, creed, all right, or uh, explanation, testament uh, of who Jesus is. And this is what Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 20. Uh, he writes this, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the church, or head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or even in heaven, making peace by the blood of of the cross. That's the strength of the resource. That's the strength of the word before us, regardless of the weaknesses that we experience and feel in our lives uh, as we go day to day. And with all of this having been revealed to us, Isaiah, in the same devotion on page 9, uh, asks us, who then believes? And with all this revealed to you, he says, and has this uh, uh, worked within your heart as it's been revealed to you? By the very power of the Holy Spirit, have you responded to this work of God on your behalf and on behalf of those whom you love? You see, there's an inference here to us as believers as we read through the text. It's yes, yes, it is we who believe because yes, this has been revealed to us. <laughs> And that as Lent reminds us that it is a time to return to the Lord, it's also a time that we can give thanks in our returning, give thanks to the Lord uh, for what he has done and that what he has 
done has been revealed to us uh, and it is always before us. So think about this perhaps for yourself this week, um, not knowing what is ahead. It seems to be better than what is behind, correct, right? The temperatures uh, we are promised will be warming up considerably, um, but yet there's still a lot of cleanup. Uh, There's still a lot of work to be done for people to feel comfortable and safe. But think about this, as an exercise this week, as often as possible, read and pray over Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. Read and pray over Psalm 98, right? See how the sustaining word of God sustains you in this journey of faith. Allow the work of the Holy Spirit in your lives through the word before you to encourage you and to remind you that as bitter as the week it was behind us, right? that God continues to do a new thing on behalf of his people. Think about Lent, all right, the season that we find ourselves in. Lent, uh, for many people, often induces guilt, right? Um, And this guilt, whether valid or not, often causes us uh, perhaps to try to remove something from our lives as a way of dealing uh, with our guilt, right? I've been eating too much chocolate or, or too much sugar, So I'm going to uh, remove that from my diet as a 40-day fast. Or I've been on Facebook too much or Netflix. Uh, So a 40-day fast from social media and streaming. And I get that, all right? I get that. And if you recognize there's too much of something in your life that's harmful, uh, like sugar or Facebook, sure, uh, remove it. I mean, come back on Sundays for worship. but, um, But you get the idea, right? All right. Others, again, though, uh, approach Lent in their guilt feeling differently, initiating a practice in their lives because they recognize that practice is missing uh, and therefore they're missing something valuable, they believe, for themselves. Uh, so they try and, and read more scripture, right? Or, or try journaling or, or praying more, uh, even trying to be more mindful uh, about thankfulness and expressing that gratitude uh, to others uh, around them. But both practices, as I said earlier, uh, are usually guilt-induced. <laughs> so the challenge for us, I think, uh, is as children of God to live in the reality of his forgiveness, all right, as his people. To not fight the Holy Spirit where in the power of the word we're told we're forgiven. That, that's a reality from God that we can, we can believe as the people of God and receive unto ourselves, that Christ has won for us life and salvation, and that any practice or or absence that we initiate in our lives is is initiated not because we have to, but because we want to. So thankful to our rescuer, right, Jesus. So thankful for what God has done for us and continues to do in the lives of those whom we love. We can't help but seek through word and action to center our lives around Christ. So that when Lent calls us to return, it also becomes for us a time of thanksgiving on that return journey. A time of singing a song, if you like, a song of gratitude because he has revealed himself to us and rescued us from ourselves. So whether we add or subtract something in our life, our motivation is not guilt, but our motivation is thankfulness in Jesus. All right, so go back to this uh, past week, right? I mean, it was not fun, right? And some, some people, it was much worse for, than for others. And I'm, I'm so thankful that some never saw a loss of power, 
but then I'm saddened by others who did and had no power at all uh, for those days. I mean, there was real suffering, and, and we know people died uh, because of uh, what uh, it was like. I mean, the saga continues, doesn't it? I mean, in our family uh, up in uh, Collin County in Plano, we found ourselves somewhere in between on and off, right? Um, we never knew when the power would be on, and we never knew how long it would be on if it did come on. Uh, but we laughed one night around the dinner table because Jennifer and I uh, had not had a candlelight dinner in years, right? Um, but our meals were imaginative throw-togethers as our gas stovetop got a good workout uh, for us uh, in our kids. I think, too, you know, as Texans, we're embarrassed uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, Texas, uh, on a global scale, did not come off looking good, right? I mean, one of the top energy-producing behemoths in the world couldn't even take care of its own. And what they said would never happen, right? A deep freeze did happen. And it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be paying the price moving forward for this. Regulators, companies, politicians, or consumers, perhaps? <laughs> anyway, my point is it's paying the price that's important here, right? Paying the price, at least theologically, spiritually, right? Because in this case, Jesus is the buyer, right? He's paying the price. No middleman like Encore, no regulatory agency, nothing to get in our way of getting what we deserve except Jesus, right? In fact, he keeps us from getting what we deserve, right? Where we should suffer, it is he who stands in the gap for us and takes upon himself our suffering, our sorrow, even things recent like this last week. This past week was difficult for us to find thanks for, uh, but not with Jesus. Because the text reminds us it is in him the arm of the Lord is revealed, and it is in him that our rescue is complete. Recall how I said earlier that Sundays and Lent are just that, in Lent, but not of it. Sundays don't belong to Lent, they belong to Easter. Why? Because the aim of Lent has always been to get us to Easter, right? The aim has always been resurrection, not ash. Whether this past Wednesday or even today, you don't really need a reminder of death, right? We've been living in a pandemic for a year now. Ash Wednesday, as an observance, went by with a whimper right, this year, and that's a good thing. <laughs> We're up to our neck and ash. Brothers and sisters, we need all the Easter's we can get. You know, I was reflecting um, the other day, perhaps because of my 50th birthday, that when I was younger, life seemed so certain, right? that there were these well-ordered steps uh, that I was going to take. There was school, then college. Uh, I would get married, uh, I would get a job, I would have kids. Uh, and then the kids would take those very same steps following me, right? Or my wife. This linear progression of life. And perhaps I thought that because our parents did uh, such a good job of giving a structural and, and normalcy as kids but as I've matured and as I've experienced life, I don't think in certainties anymore. <laughs> um, I don't think in certainties anymore except, except when it comes to Jesus. And if that is the only thing in my life which is certain, if that is the only thing in my life which will never be taken away from, from uh, me, 
then for me, that's a great place to begin to give thanks from, right? It's a great place to start Lent with, and it's a great place from which to celebrate Easter. Because sometimes, Jesus is all we have. And thankfully, brothers and sisters, Jesus, Jesus is enough. In his name we pray. All right, and, and worship and go our way. In his name, amen. Well, our service then uh, continues with our Apostles' Creed and then our confession of faith uh, before us. Uh, excuse me, our confession of faith and then our prayers. A couple additional uh, prayers, uh, prayers of thanksgiving uh, for those who are uh, recovering uh, from recent surgeries. We want to give thanks uh, that Kay Ingalls' mom, who uh, recently underwent emergency surgery, her name is Wanda. Wanda is doing well after that. Uh, we give thanks for Russ Ron and his surgery and his recovery that he's experiencing, uh, for Charles Marshall as well as he recovers uh, from uh, his surgery. So uh, as, as much as we think there might be uh, uh, things to lament, uh, we also have things to celebrate and continue to pray for. So let's uh, then, as the people of God, uh, go before the Lord with that confession and then turn to our time of prayer um, uh, for one another. All right. Well, with Christians around the world and across the ages, we make a shared confession of faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. He On the third day, he rose again. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, let us then pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Would you bow your head with me? Word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as uh, we come before you this morning, we're grateful again uh, for your uh, peace, which surpasses all our understanding. We're grateful, Lord, that you brought us through a very difficult week, and we're grateful that we can commend ourselves into your care for the uncertainty of the week ahead. But with certainty, uh, knowing that your love for us in Jesus uh, is true and cannot be taken from us, uh, Lord. And so we continue to pray uh, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, you would help us, uh, Lord, give thanks this week uh, to recognize those blessings that we have as your people and to commend them to you in great joy. But we also want to commend to you in thanksgiving for those, Lord, uh, who are under your care. We remember in particularly uh, Wanda and Russ and Charles. Uh, we remember to you those in our lives uh, who are in need uh, those without power or running water, uh, those, Lord, who are <clears throat> uh, in need of food. Uh, how can we help this week, Lord? We pray that you would open our hearts and minds uh, to show us how we might be of assistance to those around us. Uh, perhaps someone in our life just needs the ministry of presence, uh, and you're calling us to, to sit with them or, or listen to them, uh, Lord, over the phone. Um, perhaps, Lord, you're calling us to, to, to donate, uh, Lord, uh, material goods or, or money. Um, perhaps you're, you're calling us, uh, Lord, to offer a prayer uh, this week, uh, in particular for a coworker or another student at school. And so we just commend ourselves to you and, and ask, Lord, that you help us to see how we, the church, 
might be the hands and heart and feet of Christ before the world um, in this time of need. Lord, we certainly give thanks that we can continue uh, to steward uh, the renovation uh, of our facilities that you've entrusted to us. Um, we pray, uh, Lord, uh, for your time, um, a table in this, <laughs> recognizing that this past week uh, uh, put us, at least we would think humanly, uh, back. Uh, but nonetheless, um, it's all in your hands. And uh, so we thank you for this opportunity, though, um, to renovate, uh, to bring you glory, to create a space, uh, Lord, that brings together the church to worship uh, and the church, uh, Lord, for camp and VBS uh, and for other opportunities. And so we commend uh, that to you as well uh, during this time, Lord, asking <coughs> uh, for you uh, to have your hand in this process. Lord, uh, prayers uh, for our nation, prayers for our political leaders, prayers for our discourse, Prayers of thanksgiving for our teachers and admin and staff of our schools, uh, Lord, for the students and families. Um, Lord, uh, our prayers abound uh, and the prayers go on. And uh, so we just continue to thank you for that opportunity to come before your throne and offer up our prayers, knowing that you hear those prayers and that you answer them in your time and in your way. So as few of, as the prayers were uh, from me this morning, you, we know that there's a multiplicity uh, of prayers on the people, on the hearts and minds of the people of God uh, gathered. And so uh, we know as we commend them to you, uh, you will answer them, uh, as I've said, in your way, for our good and your glory. So as the people of God, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right. Well, we continue now with the service of the sacrament in setting three before us. Uh, we begin on page eight with the preface. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them uh, to drink, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, 
which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Take and eat in the body of Christ given for you. Take and drink the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may this very body and blood of our Lord and Savior strengthen and encourage you in one true faith and continually remind you of God's love for you. Go in his great joy and go in great thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Would you bow your heads with me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, again, we give thanks for this meal. Though small in nature, we recognize its profound impact on our life of faith. A visible, tangible reminder and means of grace to us as your people. And so let it be a source, if you will, a catalyst for us as we head into this week. That even amongst the uncertainties of life, there is certainty of your love for us in Jesus. And that can never be taken from us. So thank you not only for this spiritual nourishment, uh, but for this nourishment, Lord, um, that will carry us until we meet again next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. We close with the last uh, three verses of uh, hymn number 420. Christ, the life of all the living.